0: Hello and welcome to episode 164. Uh, so excited! Martha Ellen Mabry is back. Welcome back, Martha Ellen. Thank you. <laughs> so good to be back. Um, so uh, today is our two, uh, part two of our two-part series where you are sharing your journey, your the truth about a cancer diagnosis, and. If you haven't listened to last week absolutely go back and listen where Martha Ellen shares her journey of getting the diagnosis and everything that went along with that that was just so it was so eye opening and so inspiring your story and I'm so excited to go even deeper this week um so before we dive in I just want to give you know you a shout out um because you own um well, now two salons in, in Brooklyn, New York. So one is head chop and one is little chop. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and um, so you do dry cut, meaning you cut hair that's not wet. Um, yeah. And you have a specialty in curly hair and textured hair. And I have curly hair. So yay, your salon is perfect. <laughs> Put <us> together. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you also... Um, You are a cancer survivor, cancer thriver. You were diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage two, I believe you said, um, at the end of 2020, and then you started chemo. It's crazy, right? January 2021. So this is, you know, three years ago. You did it for four months, and then you were officially in remission May 2021, and here we are um, February, 2024. This is amazing. I'm so grateful for you being here and sharing your story. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. No, I'm so thankful too. it's like, I sometimes can't believe how much time is, has gone by, uh, felt like a, a time warp, just like everything happening and going through it and getting out of it. And it's just like, yeah, every day is a, a blessing. <laughs>
0: It is. And I also just want to say happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So this episode is coming out on Valentine's Day, but in 2024. But you know, we're recording a little bit before Valentine's Day. And um so whenever, you know, you're listening, we we are welcoming you. But we also wanted to Martha, Ellen and I wanted to just really kind of explore themes of the developing connection with with the self and 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 the body. And given what you have gone through, I know there's been so much change and transformation. And I think, like realizations and self-awareness. and I'm really curious to just hear more of your story in that. Um so I you know, and I know you went through chemo for, you know, several months, but I'm curious, like, You know, I'm actually gonna just ask you a question that is not related to cancer, but just a general question, but question. It's and it's then it's tied into it. But when we think about, you know, last week and we talked about different signs that you like noticed there was like a tingling under your arm, and then it was like then your face was swollen and just like all these different symptoms in your body that were different and you were really trusting yourself and doctors were saying oh no nothing's wrong with you nothing nothing's wrong with you and you were like yes yes and we talked about how like oh yes you know like you know your body more than any other doctor or like anyone else so mm-hmm. i'm curious for you what does it mean for you like to listen to your body what does that mean i mean
1: i didn't even know Before just how important it was. I think that, um, it's something you have to learn and practice over time. Um, I think that looked like for me before ever having a health scare, um, just understanding what it is to like, take care of my body and, um, you know, whether that's like what I'm eating and like finding out the importance of that and how that affects my energy levels. Um, I went through phases of like, Oh, like eat right for your blood type was like a book that came out and like someone in the neighborhood in Williamsburg was like doing something with them. And like, that kind of gave me a taste of like, Oh, like what is my blood type? And like understanding like, Oh, like, meat is actually something like my body processes and needs in a different way than, than maybe other people with different blood types. And, um, so like dove into that for a moment and, you know, we all like get, uh, get on these kicks or like some of us get on like kicks, um, where we're, you know, trying to drink X amount of water or whatever. Like I went through a phase of like really diving into like working out for the first time in my life. Um, I'm like, been off of that train a bit um since going through chemo it just like really changed my like energy level and like abilities um and now i'm just you know whatever life takes over just open a new business like you have to prioritize these things um but yeah i think like really like working out started making me really notice like okay like wow, I, I process being cold differently. Like, because I'm my, I'm like working out every day and having some sort of like, you know, getting my heart rate up. Like I used to be so, so cold. I'm like a small person in general, like always been very thin and like cold just hit differently. Like, I mean- first five, six years of being in New York, I didn't wear jeans without heat tech under them in the winter. Like now I don't wear that stuff under my clothes. I don't feel like I have to, but also my body's changed a lot ever since then. So like, you know, we go in, in phases, but I think it's just like listening to yourself and seeing, being aware of like, I did this and then I saw this change, you know, like I changed my diet and now these things are affecting me differently. Like what are my bowel movements looking like? Like what does my pee look like? Like those things actually, you know, tell you a lot. Um, And it's just how much knowledge we have on it. Do you think
0: that, um, because I think what's so interesting, I think that often we, um, for like for me, so I have rheumatoid arthritis. I have an autoimmune disease. I was, I was, diagnosed um like twenty three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um and I actually when I think about listening to my body, I never listened to my body. I was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? I just kept pushing and doing things and not listen like not listening to anything. Like kind of just like popping Advil or, you know, just th- throughout my, you know, twenties and thirties and like not just not honestly like and i've talked about this in the podcast like i did i placed so much um i placed a lot of significance like on my soul and like my soul's journey you know but i didn't like in my emotional well-being but i never really considered that my body held wisdom and then it like actually like i'm and i've changed over the past like over a decade with that but i'm curious like and i and and for personally so now i really shifted in in how I relate to my body and any sort of communicating that it does. Um, and and it feels like this really for me, like a it's such a a beautiful kind of like deeper connection and curiosity versus like shutting it down with like popping a pill or whatever. You know what I mean? Or sure. um or just ignoring it, you know. Um, but I'm curious you know, have you, like, how has your relationship, um, well, t- I guess two parts. Like, how has your relationship with listening to your body changed, if it has, and then in general, like, because you went through so much significant, uh, just, you, can- you went through cancer and chemo, like, how has your relationship with your body changed since, like, you know, the, if you can just say kind of like before and after, like, where are you at now? And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. love to hear your thoughts.
1: Totally. Um, I mean, now one, like going go at, coming away from doing like chemo, you, you then are doing like scans, like every, um, every three months. And then that goes on for like the first, year year and a half and then you switch to like every six months and then you switch to once a year um because obviously the farther you get away from it um you hold on to that remission um there's like a certain amount of time of like your remission until you're like totally like considered cancer free um so i'm continually getting scans and that helps like it's just like a check-in that I wasn't doing ever before um you know regular blood work um you know like those things were just like as needed oh I got the flu oh something you know something's come up I'm I'm not feeling very well like yeah it's been a while since I did a checkup like let's let's check the blood let's do STD tests like let's do all these things like you know it was really like just kind of like quote unquote, as needed before, um, which really wasn't very often. It's like only when like the shit hits the fan. Um, And now I am like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. I'm like, you know, I, right now as someone who like, I use my hands for everything. I have had like a pain in my hand for the last like month. I'm like, I just got an x-ray. I'm like going, I'm like, I'm not waiting too long um, whereas before maybe I would have like put it off for a while longer. Granted, I can't, old habits die hard, right? Like I really should have gone earlier. I know that I still could be better about it. Um, but you know, I'm like, I also know I work with my hands and it could be early It could be, you know, something like the way I'm holding my phone. It's like, I like to call it like the Palm Pilot of phones. It's like a very, it's the big one. And like, I stress my hand just trying to hold it and like type at the same time. So, you know, like I also have those factors in the back of my head. If it was something else, some sort of weird pain in my stomach or something, I'd be like a little quicker, I think. Um, But yeah, I mean, old habits die hard. Like, But I'm... Uh, So yes, I'm, I'm more like apt to like stay on top of the, the regular checkups to make sure like the blood works good to get, I'm getting my scans, which obviously like someone who hasn't had a cancer scare, isn't going to be doing scans necessarily. Um, But that, that's a difference for sure. And then to answer your second part about just like my relationship well, I guess remind me specifically it's like about my relationship go after the fact.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, it's like it's interesting like I just think that um I mean everyone has such a different connection to themselves and their body. And I think when when we do have chronic pain or we do have a chronic disease or we're faced with something or there's a there's an injury, there's some whatever there is, you know, we have an opportunity to explore that and get curious and deepen the connection. Uh, A lot of us don't want to. We just want to kind of plow forward in life. Um, But I know that there has been so much change with your body and, like, how you relate to yourself, like, and even, like, your relationship and whatever you want to share is fine. But, like, I'm just curious, like, what, like yeah. How is your relationship with your body? Like what, what's your relationship with your body? Like, I guess maybe that's, yeah. Completely different. Um, I feel like
1: I took a long time to accept myself physically as a kid being really, really small and you know, whatever, um, that it, you know, I think it, it can be the same as like, if you're, you know, you're not like that normal, what's considered normal average body type, right? Like whether you're on like the heavier end or the thinner end, I think it's it's a very similar complex that you have where it's like, I would go and shop with my mom for clothes and be crying and leave with nothing because everything hung off of me and I was tiny. Uh, it took me a long time to develop and feel like, a woman i feel like it it wasn't until i was like 20 25 26 that i've truly felt like i was starting to fill out in a way that i felt like i was felt like a true like a, a womanly figure and i'm still i'm still very thin um frame but you know that came with like actually working out building muscle like putting it where i wanted it and like and working on that and and you know, yeah, putting the effort in because it mattered to me because I wanted to feel those things. Um, and so I felt like I was at a really, in a really good place in my life when cancer hit and then it just changed everything. Um, I lost my hair. I lost my, uh, any kind of figure I did have, you know, you're fighting to keep weight. You're, you have no appetite going through chemo. You, you're nauseous. You're, you're, yeah, I, I I struggled to keep my weight and really only was able to because my boyfriend was just so amazing and fed me constantly and just was at my side the entire time. Um, and coming out of it, it's kind of like you're like going through this panic mode, fix six, 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 like everything is about like just getting through it, staying alive, keeping your life and then all of a sudden it's just like gone done everything's good go back to life and you have no hair you have no figure <laughs> me i just was like felt like i lost my identity and um and you don't want to think or you don't you don't think it's going to be because you don't have any hair anymore because you don't feel feminine i didn't really feel like i Before, I didn't think I was holding on to those things in a certain way, but once I was supposed to reacclimate to normal life and go back to working with clients and my job and employees and coworkers and, you know, my boyfriend and like having a normal quote unquote life, um, it just wasn't there anymore. I wasn't there anymore. Who I was, who I thought, who I knew wasn't there anymore and emotionally, you know, unequipped, um, just crying every day, didn't want to get out of bed, didn't know how to face life anymore. And it, a big deal was the the femininity gone. Like not having that um, was, dif- dif- it just hit differently than I thought, you know, and it, and it wasn't when I was in it, when I was going through chemo i didn't care that i was bald it almost was something oddly that i was holding on to it was helpful to me to be bald because i didn't have to explain that something was wrong you could tell and in a way i became like very like i held close to that like i i was holding on to it and I stayed bald for a little while after my hair started growing back because I didn't want to grow it back until it was really thick or thicker. Um, And so it was a few months that I was shaving it until I like was like, okay, it's time to like really let it like come in. Um, But even that was like, is, you know, you're, you're kind of like, there's many, many things at play. It's because I was a little attached to it. Um, and then also because I didn't want to look like, you know, some, you know, fine, fine, fine hair, like, you know, half balding anyways. Um, so yeah, I was, you I was just in a really weird position overall.
0: Um, oh my gosh, I just had, I just was thinking of something and I just, hold on a second, one second. I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember. Um. As I'm remembering, I'm curious about what, what for you, what does femininity mean?
1: You know, it's interesting because even for me, like, femininity, like, I guess it was what I did have that was feminine, which is not hips, that's for sure. Um, I've never had hips, but uh, (laughs) I'm like, one day when I have children, maybe that's when I get Size, Um, but I, I do have larger breasts that you would not expect for my size naturally. Um, and so those are something that I, you know, I relate with my femininity, which I lost a decent amount of that coming out of chemo. Um, but then was unable, I lost even more due to, my stress levels being so high trying to go back to work um deciding to open another business pretty quickly out of the gate um and then having a few things happen with my business that just really turned everything upside down i actually lost more weight due to stress after going through chemo than i did when i was going through chemo um as someone who typically averages like 10 i think at my like my top of the line is like 108. <laughs> like we're talking, I I don't, I don't even know that I've hit 110 ever in my life, but I was down to 94 and it like, you know, losing like that and like also not having hair that was like long. I, I didn't really think that I put those together, but I, I did. And I realized that coming out of it and not having the hair and wanting to feel like myself again, wanting to feel feminine. Um, It was a combination of that and my, my sexuality with myself being gone um, and not, not having a sex drive anymore, being changed, chemically altered in my body, my brain, having been induced into menopause the entire time I was going through chemo. um, Those things are still like, even three years out, still a problem for me. I don't have the sex drive that I had before. It's non-existent. Um, And then, of course, you're looking at like also being on like Meds, uh, antidepressants, uh, anti anxiety, that stuff also just is known for taking away any kind of libido. Um, I wasn't on those before going through um, cancer. I had just been getting a little bit stressed ahead of like, I think like one of the early, like if you had mentioned, I had mentioned in our previous episode that like, I had made a bunch of appointments and was going and seeing like my primary care. And during that time when I was super stressed and I knew something was wrong was the first time I had been like, I think I need to be on something. And so before I even knew that I had a cancer diagnosis, I went on um, an antidepressant, uh, which was meant to be more an anti-anxiety than antidepressant, but Zoloft. Um, And... And then it just all kind of happened. And then the the prescription just kept being higher and higher. Um, I've come down on it now, but it's, you know, there's so many things at play taking away from my what I knew. And it's like I just had to, it's a lot of like just having to like accept it. Um and try to be a little bit more gentle on myself because I to this day wanna say, you know. Every other day, if not every day, there's a reminder of that I'm not who I was before. And that can be hard. What do you mean? Um So coming out of chemo, I have memory loss, short-term memory loss. Um, I also now suffer from ADD, um, which was not something I had before. I gained that through, I guess, just like the chemical um stuff and wouldn't have realized that. And doctors don't, my doctors, the oncologists, they like dismissed it and were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, you know, your energy is going to come back, your things are going to come back. Like that stuff, it just takes time. Um, but then I'm like talking to my friends and my family and everyone about like what I'm dealing with. And like, cause I'm like, this isn't me. Like this wasn't what I'd I didn't know how high-functioning I was until it happened. And then now that it's gone, I know what's missing. You know, it it takes me 30 minutes to write an email that used to take me 5 to 10. Um, I can't be surrounded. I used to love going to a co- – oh, my day off. I'm going to go to a coffee shop and finish these things. Oh, my gosh. I cannot be around people. Like, when I'm trying to focus, like, I cannot be. And if you, like, shift my focus – it, it takes forever for me to get back. Like that was never a thing that I had to deal with ever. And so now, you know, there's just like that. My daily routine is just so rigid. I have to be strategic about where I am when I'm doing what. And And then we circle into like coming back to working with clients. I used to be running a business, having a full conversation with a client, doing their hair, um, aware of what's going on on the phone, if someone new is working with me and like taking calls, like just like multitasking, like you cannot believe. And I came back and I couldn't even have a hair, do a haircut and have a conversation at the same time. I had to relearn it all. Um, and I'm nowhere near where I was before in terms of like what I can balance at one moment. Um, I prefer to work on days when there's less people around. Um, which then leads people to be like, wow, it's like, is it kind of like slow in here? And I'm like, no, I just, there's only one other person working here and I we only see one person at a time and I like it that way. Uh, I need quiet.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, so you said that you're, you know, like, I don't know if you use the word learning, but I think like to be more gentle with yourself and it's so... Like, so this is, you know, like, and you, you talked about this when we were, you know, like, when I asked you about your relationship with your body and those changes, and, and it's really so connected with your relationship with yourself. And can you just explain more for more what it's like for you to have that? aware i feel like crying like that awareness that you need to be more gentle with yourself
1: yeah it's it's hard you know like i know i went through a really hard thing um thank goodness for therapy like i mean but at the same time like that's work too um and going like coming out of chemo, like I wasn't seeing a therapist while I was doing all of that. Um I did see or talk to my hypnotherapist, which I highly recommend. Um, I, I give her name to everyone. She's amazing. Um, she's based out of Colorado. Um, and it's always been FaceTime. I started working with her during COVID, um, actually. And she helps me with like manifestation meditation and like hypnotherapy is amazing for like so many things, um, like trauma, unlearning, um, breaking habits, like all of that. And so she helped me by recording a meditation I could listen to that would help me with my pain, which honestly, like I tried to have like one session with her when I was going through chemo and the pain was so bad. I couldn't I couldn't focus on even what she was saying. So it was really helpful that we had that session. And then she made me my recording that then I listened to every time I needed it. And it would help me just calm my body enough to go to sleep, calm my mind enough to go to sleep. Sometimes like you just can't get above the pain. Um, And so super helpful, very important for me. Um, But coming out of all of it and like trying to get back into regular life. I was like, I need a a therapist and I need a specialist. And I didn't even know that it was a thing that there's like oncology therapists, people who specialize in cancer or like, for me, I found someone who specialized in near death experience. So whether that's like due to an illness, due to like a traumatic event. um, And that was helpful to a certain extent but why I ended up switching away from her was because it was, it was too focused. Like I'm dealing with life too. That's not everything. And actually the cancer has affected so much in my life. Like I need to talk about those other things. And so every time I would kind of like need to talk about like what's going on with like reiterating, like re entering work and all of these things, like she would just kind of pull it back to like the cancer. And I'm like, I feel like we're going in circles here. Um, And so, you know, I had to move on. And now actually what's more helpful is working with a therapist that um, specializes in ADD because that's still very new for me. And, um, And so for me, I'm like, I'm having revelations every week where I'm talking about something and she'll like point out to me like, You've mentioned this a few times, and like, I just want to point out that, like, that is behavior that's linked with ADHD or ADD. Like, and I'm just like, had no clue because I'm 34 and like, this is new to my life. <laughs> um, and that the I mean, the therapy in general, it's just like, it's it, I do it every week. Um, I would do it multiple times a week if I had the time and the money. Um, and it's just that, that reminder that I need that, like, you went through something really big, really hard. Um, it, it's just like, you know, how else are you going to accept it or understand it? Um, and being able to, you know, talk with my family, talk with my friends, like I'm a very open person, but it is easier now I have changed like I I've always been an open person and I'm I'm an open book for sure but where before I fed I could re-energize by being around people I no longer have that ability um so work takes it away out of me and then I can't just go right out to someone's birthday party or just go right out to dinner I need like an hour or two or maybe more to like reset and uh it's not a guarantee that I can go out. It's not a guarantee that I can socialize. I may just need to get in the bath for two hours. Like I may need to, you know, just read and not talk to anyone. And that was never, never me, you know? And I I, I understand too, the age has a factor. Like, I think sometimes I talk about these things and I get pushed, pushed back a little bit with like, well, you know, like as we, we get older, these things change too. And like, I get that. But like, I saw an abrupt change. Um, so it's, you know,
0: it's difficult. So I just thank you so much for everything. And so the, yeah, so it seems like the being gentle with yourself and learning just that sort of like to do that because so many of us aren't, we're hard on ourselves and, you know, it's like you. Started head shop, you started your business like super young. That takes a lot of not saying you were hard on yourself, I don't know, you know, but I mean, that just takes a lot of everything and (laughs) drive and ambition and motivation. And it's just like, you know, but like the different, you know, therapy that you've, you know, explored and it seems like you've settled on one that's, you know, working for you and then the hypnotherapy as well but also, I mean, in what you're, what you're, what you just shared and described, it really, it, it's going back to that, you know, that such an integration of, of being kind and gentle to yourself and your body by listening. Like you are not just going to all of a sudden push yourself to go out to dinner because you know that that's just, and that's hard because you're, 34. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, you know, who knows? But like, also, I just think that is like, it just, it's so also, it's just very significant and meaningful and admirable that you are listening. And that this is a part of your life journey and like your lessons that you are experiencing, because a lot of us don't have that experience till later in their life. Like, oh, I pushed myself so much that I just am crumbling at, you know, whatever age. But, um, and I know that you're very social and you're very, you know what I mean? You love, like you said, you love to be around people and that's where you got uh, energy. And it's just, that is an abrupt change. So that's also kind of like, a, I don't know. That's just a lot to hold you to for yourself. It, what would you say?
1: You have to break habits. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, cause it's easy. Like, I mean, I, that was my life for 31 years. And then like now, like the last three years, like I'm having to like understand, like, you don't just get to go to everything. You don't get to just like, you know, work all week and then just, and and then like, go and go out and go and stay out until all you want. You know, like I, you know, I just, I have to, I just have to, I have to accept it and be okay with it and appreciate and respect my mind, my body now. And, you know, like it, it's like a, it's a re the people around me have to get that too. Um, and that can be hard, you know, like that I'm not coming to everything. Um, and it obviously as New Yorkers, we all experience like FOMO is real. Um, and I don't want to miss out on everything, but like, I just can't, you know, I just can't do it all. Um, right. So just, yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of like accepting and like leaning, leaning into it more. Like I, I really value my time to myself, um, more than ever now. Um, I really value my bath time with my book. (laughs) Like that is everything to me. Um, because you know, like I go to work and I, I'm talking with people all day. Like I, the energy that I start my day off with, I've, I had tests to prove it because I I really needed to understand, like, do I need to be taking something or changing a diet or like taking a supplement, whatever it is now with the energy level that I have? And that's not just like, oh, I can't, I just, you know, it's literally, I had to fast and go in and have blood work and tests done at like. It has to be done at like, I want to say like 8 a.m. It can't be like later than like nine. So like I had to get like the earliest appointment, not eat, show up. They test you at that time because that is the highest. That's where you are peaking with those uh whatever's in your body. That's like these are this is where your energy comes from. And then you utilize that throughout the day. And I start my day. At, at like less than half what everyone else gets. <laughs> so just having that proof too really changed me, like to understand, like, it's not in my head. I'm not like milking it. <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's, it's not like something that's just like, yeah, well, I went through this thing and it, it's like, my body's different. Like, it's just different. And like, that's, I think something that anyone dealing with, like, trauma or an illness, um, that is like a part of their life now has to accept and understand. And then the understanding for me is everything. Knowledge is everything. And so that's why it's important for me to have those tests done and keep understanding where my body's at compared to everyone else at my age or, you know, like it, that, that's so valuable.
0: So I love that you said like respecting, you know, your body and yourself and and you also were talking about, you know, acceptance. And so just thinking about like and we talked about this like just briefly before we started recording. Um, you know, just these these um words, feelings, actions, experiences of ways that you show yourself love or ways that you are accepting to yourself. And I'm curious, like, for you, like, what's the difference between, like, self-love and self-acceptance, if there is a difference? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Is there a difference for me? I think self-love is, for me, giving myself things that I know I need, it might not be like what I want, you know, like I'd love to go out and have like a martini right now. (laughs) I'm having a dry January. Um, But, you know, it's, I, I'm going to invest in a massage. I'm going to invest in, you know what, it's my one day off and I'm going to go spend it at a bathhouse if I can afford to do that. You know, like I, you know, giving myself things whether that's like a a treat a gift whatever like that self-love to me is like honoring my body by giving it something that is going to give me more energy because I took that time to go and and rest and do a cold plunge and sit and like re like that's how I re-energize now is giving myself that full day that I have off that I'm not with clients that I don't have to be in on zoom or whatever so that I can like recharge in that way um that's like my self love my self acceptance is actively seeking therapy actively reading and understanding and connecting with other people that have been through what i've been through um giving my knowledge that i have helps you know, that's a part of my self acceptance and, and working with the leukemia lymphoma society has been huge for me. I spoke with them this year. I held my first fundraiser that will be like an annual every year I'll host it and hopefully it'll grow and and become bigger and bigger and a part of, um, that community as well. Um, that I think is like the, a, a big part of my self acceptance is like the, the knowledge and understanding the more I gain and the more, that I connect and grow with others who are newly experiencing it or have experienced it is the game changer for me.
0: The other term and again experience feeling action that I am curious about for you and that I um has been so huge for me and I work so much with my clients I mean a lot on you know you know, cultivating like a harmonious relationship with their body and with food and themselves and all that is, and that I've dealt with a lot is um, self-compassion. Like, so, you know, for me, when I made a lot of significant lifestyle changes, because I was in so much chronic pain for rheumatoid arthritis, this was literally 10 years ago. I mean, I was, I di- I was diagnosed at the end of, end of 2000 I was in remission for about ten years, and it came back. And this is when I was like performing burlesque full time and touring, and 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 it was just at the same time that like my burlesque career was like wildly magnificent. I was in such devastating, severe pain, and my dad died. That it was like a crazy, Uh. crazy time, 2013, 2014. And but anyway, what I for me it was like huge. Things for me were learning to listen to my body, like my body actually, I need to, like my body was screaming and I had to stop and shift my lifestyle, but also learning to not judge myself and not like, a lot of it was, it was, it was more the judgment. There is that self-criticism, but it was the judgment of like where I should be, what I should be doing, all these should should shoulds. So this practice and this idea of self-compassion, which is kind of like all connected everything that you're talking about like that term are you like are you familiar with that term like as because there's actually like a it's like a field you know and there's like books on it and research and I'm super into it but I'm curious for you like what what does self-compassion mean and like does that play a role in your healing and in your life yeah
1: I I It's, it's something you have to be active in, right? Like uh, you have to have compassion for yourself because, um, people move on and people forget. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a thing with grief, right? Like I'm grieving my, my past self and that, that doesn't just happen in a year or two years or five years. Um, and it, it comes up, it's actually coming up recently just given that I my dog passed away who you knew um right before the holiday and I was talking to my therapist this morning about it and was just like you know kind of being hard on myself a little bit because I literally started crying yesterday I couldn't stop and I and she's like you're allowed that like you you have to give yourself grace and and I And it's the same with the, you know, what I've been through with losing my past self and being different now and not having the sexuality that I had before, this like drive or this, you know, like all these things that like I was before that like, I feel like I no longer am. It's fine. I'm something different. And that's, that is a beautiful thing in and of itself. And it's a part of my growth and a part of why I'm now connecting with new and other people and why my business is able to grow in a different way. Um, you have to be, you just have to be compassionate with yourself. And, um, and so, yeah, like I, I can be a little, like, I can be angry with myself for like being hard on myself in my mind. I'm like, you know, well, never would have taken 3 hours to do that, you know, highlight or whatever before. You know, I worked a lot faster before cuz I could I could talk and do it at the same time, no problem. But now it's like I'm trying to talk and like yeah, things take longer. And um and I, I can really get annoyed with that. And so it's like just having to also remind myself like you're even better in other ways. The old way is not always the best way. And things change and whether that's due to a trauma or, you know, an illness or age, you know, uh, I, I, I have a very large gap if, of different age ranges and, uh, the people that I work with and, um, and I've lost a few clients that, you know, you know, what was due to illness or, you know, just older. And, um, and so I, I get a lot of perspective from my clients and, and that's definitely one that, you know, it's like, yeah, things change. It's hard to accept. It's hard to accept going through menopause and, 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 and your body changing and, and all of the things that come with that. And, and those natural things shift you for sure. Um, you know, it's just this forced a bit of change a little earlier in my life than I was expecting. And, and that's hard, you know, cause I don't want to feel so old.
0: I feel old sometimes. You know. You know. It's interesting you said that. Like, what? I mean, is that like, is that bad though? I don't, I don't think so. What I mean, you know what I mean? It it it's got a bad rap. <laughs> it's got a bad rap, exactly. But really, like, come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're alive. Like
1: and you this survive. is what you like, get what
0: you get it what you see is what you get baby and like I mean I know it's yeah, yeah. yeah people like oh okay <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I don't know like I guess I don't know it's kind of like okay fine but I don't know just yeah it's I think like uh, gosh I just I'm just so just so thankful to be talking with you and just hearing your thoughts and your experience and Yeah this is like this is your life this is huge you know um so what like what are you most proud of mm, I'm
1: most proud Oof, it's I'm proud of fighting so hard and getting through it like that's like the big deal, right? Like I beat it. It wasn't easy. My life has changed, and I'm proud to be here and to be I'm proud of like the life that I have right now. I'm proud that I have something that's worth fi- fighting for. I have an amazing boyfriend. I have my family. I have amazing friends, and I have a really strong community through my businesses. The salons have uh, pulled me through. Oh my God. Headshop has seen me through so much, seen me through being a child. <laughs> I was 21 when I opened it, and seen me through marriage and divorce and a lot of heartache and a lot of like, Truly, like you know eye openers and and learning curves and ups and downs, it's not easy being a boss. it's not easy employing people and being uh you know the reason they have jobs and uh the reason that they can pay for you know their rent or their children. I have a lot of moms that work with me now, you know it's a big deal. I think I'm most proud that I mean that's a big one i I have like a lot of moms that work with me and they're like one grounding for me like it's amazing to see people providing and like um uh, working so hard for a family not just for themselves everything they do is not just for them it's it's never just for them anymore that's something that happens when you have kids um and i'd love to eventually have kids if i can um i that's another thing that comes with you know going through chemo is that i you know I'll hit menopause sooner naturally. Um, I've, and so I don't know how much I'm left with and I may, I'm probably going to need to freeze eggs like immediately this, this year it's like on my list. I need to freeze eggs. Um, but I'm proud to have the ability now to continue growing my business to a point of like, I have more to offer more jobs to offer more, um, ability to touch people in different ways. Um, I'm expanding in like the wedding and events portion of my business, which is huge seeing, you know, seeing people like they're, you know, it's a very important time. Um, The business is a big deal for me. It's always been something that's pulled me through Um, in the hard times. That's the constant in my life was head chop and now will be head chop and little chop. Um, and it, it keeps me working, you know, that those connections, the employees, the, the clients like that is a big driver in my life, which, you know, obviously work is work. It's stressful. It's hard. Like I, I ended up somehow getting cancer. Sometimes I wonder, you know, like there's no understanding, like exactly what doesn't run in my family. Like, was it stress? Didn't help. I was really stressed, you know, Um, but I also lived in Greenpoint where we have a lot of toxic stuff under the soil and that's next on my list this year too is to potentially start like a a bit of a, a large lawsuit situation maybe with a lot of people who also had lymphoma which is caused by some of those toxins. Wait, I mean,
0: are you serious? So, for those who don't live in New York City, so Greenpoint's a neighborhood in Brooklyn. So, wait, there's specifically a thing in Greenpoint?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. If that's crazy. Right now, there, and there's like a few like Facebook groups that are circling it and environmental work that's being done. I forget what it's called, like the sub subterfuge or something. It's like su- super fun. There's, even a map that you can see and it maps out like the highest level of toxicity. And I lived for six years at the place. That's the highest. (laughs) And Oh my
0: God.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm I wasn't there. Like, Oh, it's kind of worse if you're like on the ground floor or whatever. I was on the third floor of like a smaller building, but I was there for six years. And, um, I, yeah, I know that like just when the reports came out, it's like, these are the things that these toxic levels and whatever was found in the soil um, and lymphoma was on the list. (laughs) Um, And so I think it won't take a lot of digging. And now people are really like, there's a lot of Facebook groups, a lot of like stuff online where I think now if I start putting it out there. That I'm looking for a couple dozen people that also lived in that zone that also were diagnosed with lymphoma. Um, we're looking at like a little mini case that we'll be probably be pursuing once I've got the energy for and time for it.
0: Holy guacamole. That's super intense. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put it on the list next to like,
1: talking to the ENT that told me that I should put in the- <laughs> bed that something was wrong with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's on that to-do list this
1: year. as well.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Well, as we're, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to share? I mean, you've shared so much, like you've just opened up your heart and your soul and your energy and just so grateful for you. But if there's any last, you know, words wow. for, for part two in our, in our mm-hmm. little, uh,
1: <laughs> chit chat one, like, thank you so much for having me on your podcast and to do like this two parter is amazing. And it's healing in so many other ways. Like sh- sharing has also been like such a thing for me throughout obviously like when I was going through chemo, you know, I shared a lot on my social media and like, for me, it's like, the more I can share, the more I can heal and move on and move, move forward, move on. I hate that. Um, (laughs) but, um, no, I'm really thankful for you. And like, I think, you know, you get it on another level. Like I, and anyone listening that deals with any kind, has been through a trauma has, you know, suffers from like, chronic pain or anything like that, like you're, you're going to get it and you're going to understand it and reach out. Like I'm, I'm such a open book. And like, I, I get messages all the time on my Instagram and speak to people. I set up calls. Like I am always down to like talk you through whatever you're going through. Like it's something I like, it's, it's a really important thing for me. Like I, I talk to people I don't know all the time about their, their That's things, amazing.
0: like really yeah.
1: diagnosed cancer, um, even your relative being diagnosed. Like we, we have to understand what's going on and, and what's important. And I think I mentioned this to you last time. Like, I think it's really important also for, to know like the ins and outs. And, um, and I had like a, a saving bone that was thrown my way when I, was getting when I was trying to get diagnosed and I had to go through two surgeries to get diagnosed and I didn't know that um you can apply for financial aid at the hospital through wherever you're going to do your surgeries like I think any of them I I was at NYU Langone um I thought like I mean I don't make a crazy amount of money but they're you know it, it's probably going to be look like too much for you know them to give me anything and the woman literally was just like hmm. You should just do it, just buy, because you'll probably get something. And they covered everything for a year. They covered everything, 100%. Anything that happened in the ER, surgery, anything was covered. And it saved me, (laughs) saved me financially in a huge way. Incredible, incredible. Like, thank God for that. Like, wow. I to financial aid. (laughs)
0: yeah apply 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 apply
1: <laughs> if you need it <laughs> there's organizations that yeah like, google it there's organizations that are going to help you
0: um yeah yeah important stuff so i will put um you know in both in both of our episodes um a link to your instagram so everyone can follow you and your story and then also a link to head shop if anyone's in new york city and has you know what needs a haircut <laughs> yeah come on through come all through um so martha ellen i just i'm just i adore you and i am just so happy and grateful for our connection and for you taking the time today and last week to just to share and um thank you for being you and for being here and i'm yeah just thank you so much Thank you. No, it's a total
1: pleasure. It's like, I am um, I love getting to talk with you and hang out on, on your podcast. And <laughs> uh, I'm excited for what this year has to bring for you. And and this amazing thing that you're doing this is just so great. And three years in and like kicking
0: ass. Thanks. Yeah. Three years into positively anti-inflammatory. We'll see. We'll see for both of us, for everyone. You Thank know, you. it's just the beginning of 2024. The sky's the limit. <laughs> The trampoline, baby. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. Well, I just, I'm so grateful for the past two weeks with Martha Ellen Mabry and just hearing her journey and her story with cancer diagnosis and chemo and her all the changes and all of the everything that she went through. I'm just, it's so inspiring. And I feel like I kind of cried (laughs) throughout this whole episode. And I really, uh, I know that you are moved as well. And, I, uh, both last week and this week, um, both episodes will have a link to, um, connect with Martha Ellen on Instagram and as well as, uh, her salons in, uh, Brooklyn, New York, and just really just feeling very, very, um, humbled and, and very grateful. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you next week. And until next time, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-inflammatory living, the essential guide.